section forty of guy mannering this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by dion gines salt lake city utah guy mannering or the astrologer by sir walter scott volume two chapter eight but this poor farce has neither truth nor art to please the fancy or to touch the heart dark but not awful dismal but yet mean with anxious bustle moves the cumbrous scene presents no objects tender or profound but spreads its cold unmeaning gloom around parish register your majesty said mannering laughing has solemnized your abdication by an act of mercy and charity that fellow will scarce think of going to law oh you are quite wrong said the experienced lawyer the only difference is i have lost my client and my fee he'll never rest till he finds somebody to encourage him to commit the folly he has predetermined no no i have only shown you another weakness of my character i always speak truth of a saturday night and sometimes through the week i should think said mannering continuing the same tone why yes as far as my vocation will permit i am as hamlet says indifferent honest when my clients and their solicitors do not make me the medium of conveying their double distilled lies to the bench but au oh, protet viver it is a sad thing and now to our business i am glad my old friend macmorlan has sent you to me he is an active honest and intelligent man long sheriff substitute of the county of under me and still holds the office he knows i have a regard for that unfortunate family of ellangowan and for poor lucy i have not seen her since she was twelve years old and she was then a sweet pretty girl under the management of a very silly father but my interest in her is of an early date i was called upon mr mannering being then sheriff of that county to investigate the particulars of a murder which had been committed near ellangowan the day on which this poor child was born and which by a strange combination that i was unhappily not able to trace involved the death or abstraction of her only brother a boy of about five years old no colonel i shall never forget the misery of the house of ellangowan that morning the father half distracted the mother dead in premature travail the helpless infant with scarce any one to attend it coming walling and crying into this miserable world at such a moment of unutterable misery we lawyers are not of iron sir or of brass any more than you soldiers are of steel we are conversant with the crimes and distresses of civil society as you are with those that occur in a state of war 
and to do our duty in either case a little apathy is perhaps necessary but the devil take a soldier whose heart can be as hard as his sword and his dam catch the lawyer who bronzes his bosom instead of his forehead but come i am losing my saturday at even will you have the kindness to trust me with those papers which relate to miss bertram's business and stay to-morrow you'll take a bachelor's dinner with an old lawyer i insist upon it at three precisely and come an hour sooner the old lady is to be buried on monday it is the orphan's cause and we'll borrow an hour from the sunday to talk over this business although i fear nothing can be done if she has altered her settlement unless perhaps it occurs within the sixty days and then if miss bertram can show that she possesses the character of heir at law why but hark my lieges are impatient of their interregnum i do not invite you to rejoin us colonel it would be a trespass on your complaisance unless you had begun the day with us and gradually glided on from wisdom to mirth and from mirth to 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 extravagance good night harry go home with mr mannering to his lodging colonel i expect you at a little past two to-morrow the colonel returned to his inn equally surprised at the childish frolics in which he had found his learned counsellor engaged at the candour and sound sense which he had in a moment summoned up to meet the exigencies of his profession and at the tone of feeling which he displayed when he spoke of the friendless orphan in the morning while the colonel and his most quiet and silent of all retainers dominie sampson were finishing the breakfast which barnes had made and poured out after the dominie had scalded himself in the attempt mr playdell was suddenly ushered in a nicely dressed bobwig upon every hair of which a zealous and careful barber had bestowed its proper allowance of powder a well-brushed black suit with very clean shoes and gold buckles and stock-buckle a manner rather reserved and formal than intrusive but withal showing only the formality of manner by no means that of awkwardness a countenance the expressive and somewhat comic features of which were in complete repose all showed a being perfectly different from the choice spirit of the evening before a glance of shrewd and piercing fire in his eye was the only marked expression which recalled the man of saturday at even i am come said he with a very polite address to use my regal authority in your behalf in spirituals as well as temporals can i accompany you to the presbyterian kirk or episcopal meeting-house tros terusva a lawyer you know is of both religions or rather i should say of both forms or can i assist in passing the forenoon otherwise you'll excuse my old-fashioned importunity i was born in a time when a scotchman 
was thought inhospitable if he left a guest alone a moment except when he slept but i trust you will tell me at once if i intrude not at all my dear sir answered colonel mannering i am delighted to put myself under your pilotage i should wish much to hear some of your scottish preachers whose talents have done such honour to your country your blair your robertson or your henry and i embrace your kind offer with all my heart only drawing the lawyer a little aside and turning his eye towards samson my worthy friend there in the reverie is a little helpless and abstracted and my servant barnes who is his pilot in ordinary cannot well assist him here especially as he has expressed his determination of going to some of your darker and more remote places of worship the lawyer's eye glanced at dominie sampson a curiosity worth preserving and i'll find you a fit custodier here you sir to the waiter go to lucky finlayson's in the cowgate for miles mcfinn the caddy he'll be there about this time and tell him i wish to speak to him the person wanted soon arrived i will commit your friend to this man's charge said playdell he'll attend him or conduct him wherever he chooses to go with a happy indifference as to kirk or market meeting or court of justice or any other place whatever and bring him safe home at whatever hour you appoint so that mr barnes there may be left to the freedom of his own will this was easily arranged and the colonel committed the dominie to the charge of this man while they should remain in edinburgh and now sir if you please we shall go to the greyfriars church to hear our historian of scotland of the continent and of america they were disappointed he did not preach that morning never mind said the counsellor have a moment's patience and we shall do very well the colleague of dr robertson ascended the pulpit his external appearance was not prepossessing a remarkable fair complexion strangely contrasted with a black wig without a grain of powder a narrow chest and a stooping posture hands which placed like props on either side of the pulpit seemed necessary rather to support the person than to assist the gesticulation of the preacher no gown not even that of geneva a tumbled band and a gesture which seemed scarce voluntary were the first circumstances which struck a stranger the preacher seems a very ungainly person whispered mannering to his new friend never fear he's the son of an excellent scottish lawyer he'll show blood i'll warrant him the learned counsellor predicted truly a lecture was delivered fraught with new striking and entertaining views of scripture history a sermon in which the calvinism of the kirk of scotland was ably supported yet made the basis of a sound system of practical morals which should neither shelter the sinner under the cloak of speculative faith or of peculiarity of opinion nor leave him loose to the waves of unbelief and schism 
something there was of an antiquated turn of argument and metaphor but it only served to give zest and peculiarity to the style of elocution the sermon was not read a scrap of paper containing the heads of the discourse was occasionally referred to and the enunciation which at first seemed imperfect and embarrassed became as the preacher warmed in his progress animated and distinct and although the discourse could not be quoted as a correct specimen of pulpit eloquence yet mannering had seldom heard so much learning metaphysical acuteness and energy of argument brought into the service of christianity such he said going out of the church must have been the preachers to whose unfearing minds and acute though sometimes rudely exercised talents we owed the reformation and yet that reverend gentleman said pleydell whom i love for his father's sake and his own has nothing of the sour or pharisaical pride which has been imputed to some of the early fathers of the calvinistic kirk of scotland his colleague and he differ and had different parties in the kirk about particular points of church discipline but without for a moment losing personal regard or respect for each other or suffering malignity to interfere in an opposition steady constant and apparently conscientious on both sides and you mr pleydell what do you think of their points of difference why i hope colonel a plain man may go to heaven without thinking about them at all besides internas i am a member of the suffering and episcopal church of scotland the shadow of a shade now and fortunately so but i love to pray where my fathers prayed before me without thinking worse of the presbyterian forms because they do not affect me with the same associations and with his remark they parted until dinner-time from the awkward access to the lawyer's mansion mannering was induced to form very moderate expectations of the entertainment which he was to receive the approach looked even more dismal by daylight than on the preceding evening the houses on each side of the lane were so close that the neighbours might have shaken hands with each other from the different sides and occasionally the space between was traversed by wooden galleries and thus entirely closed up the stair the scale stair was not well cleaned and on entering the house mannering was struck with the narrowness and meanness of the wainscoted passage but the library into which he was shown by an elderly respectable-looking manservant was a complete contrast to these unpromising appearances it was a well-proportioned room hung with a portrait or two of scottish characters of eminence by jameson the caledonian vandyke and surrounded with books the best editions of the best authors and in particular an admirable collection of classics these said pleydell are my tools of trade a lawyer without history or literature is a mechanic a mere working mason if he possesses some knowledge of these 
he may venture to call himself an architect but mannering was chiefly delighted with the view from the windows which commanded that incomparable prospect of the ground between edinburgh and the sea the firth of forth with its islands the embayment which is terminated by the law of north berwick and the varied shores of fife to the northward indenting with a hilly outline the clear blue horizon when mr pleydell had sufficiently enjoyed the surprise of his guest he called his attention to miss bertram's affairs i was in hopes he said though but faint to have discovered some means of ascertaining her indefeasible right to this property of singleside but my researches have been in vain the old lady was certainly absolute friar and might dispose of it in full right of property all that we have to hope is that the devil may not have tempted her to alter this very proper settlement you must attend the old girl's funeral to-morrow to which you will receive an invitation for i have acquainted her agent with your being here on miss bertram's part and i will meet you afterwards at the house she inhabited and be present to see fair play at the opening of the settlement the old cat had a little girl the orphan of some relation who lived with her as a kind of slavish companion i hope she has had the conscience to make her independent in consideration of the penforte at dura to which she subjected her during her lifetime three gentlemen now appeared and were introduced to the stranger they were men of good sense gaiety and general information so that the day passed very pleasantly over and colonel mannering assisted about eight o'clock at night in discussing the landlord's bottle which was of course a magnum upon his return to the inn he found a card inviting him to the funeral of miss margaret bertram late of singleside which was to proceed from her own house to the place of interment in the grey friars churchyard at one o'clock afternoon at the appointed hour mannering went to a small house in the suburbs to the southward of the city where he found the place of mourning indicated as usual in scotland by two rueful figures with long black cloaks white crapes and hat-bands holding in their hands poles adorned with melancholy streamers of the same description by two other mutes who from their visages seemed suffering under the pressure of some strange calamity he was ushered into the dining-parlour of the defunct where the company were assembled for the funeral in scotland the custom now disused in england of inviting the relations of the deceased to the interment is universally retained on many occasions this has a singular and striking effect but it degenerates into mere empty form and grimace in cases where the defunct has had the misfortune to live unbeloved and die unlamented the english service for the dead one of the most beautiful and impressive parts of the ritual of the church would have in such cases the effect of fixing the attention and uniting the thoughts and feelings of the audience present 
in an exercise of devotion so peculiarly adapted to such an occasion but according to the scottish custom if there be not real feeling among the assistants there is nothing to supply the deficiency and exalt or rouse the attention so that a sense of tedious form and almost hypocritical restraint is too apt to pervade the company assembled for the mournful solemnity mrs margaret bertram was unluckily one of those whose good qualities had attached no general friendship she had no near relations who might have mourned from natural affection and therefore her funeral exhibited merely the exterior trappings of sorrow mannering therefore stood among this lugubrious company of cousins in the third fourth fifth and sixth degree composing his countenance to the decent solemnity of all who were around him and looking as much concerned on mrs margaret bertram's account as if the deceased lady of singleside had been his own sister or mother after a deep and awful pause the company began to talk aside under their breaths however and as if in the chamber of a dying person our poor friend said one grave gentleman scarcely opening his mouth for fear of deranging the necessary solemnity of his features and sliding his whisper from between his lips which were as little unclosed as possible our poor friend has died well to pass in the world no doubt answered the person addressed with half-closed eyes poor mrs margaret was i careful of the gear any news to-day colonel mannering said one of the gentlemen whom he had dined with the day before but in a tone which might for its impressive gravity have communicated the death of his whole generation nothing particular i believe sir said mannering in the cadence which was he observed appropriated to the house of mourning i understand continued the first speaker emphatically and with the air of one who is well informed i understand there is a settlement and what does little jenny gibson get a hundred and the old repeater that's but small gear per thing she had a sair time out with the old lady but it's ill waiting for dead folks shoon i am afraid said the politician who was close by mannering we have not done with your old friend tippo sahib yet i doubt he'll give the company more plague and i am told but you'll know for certain that east india stock is not rising i trust it will sir soon mrs margaret said another person mingling in the conversation had some india bonds i know that for i drew the interest for her it would be desirable now for the trustees and legatees to have the colonel's advice about the time and mode of converting them into money for my part i think but there's mr mortcloak to tell us they are goin to lift mr mortcloak the undertaker did accordingly with a visage of professional length and most grievous solemnity distribute among the pallbearers little cards assigning their respective situations in attendance upon the coffin as this precedence is supposed to be regulated by propinquity to the defunct the undertaker 
however skilful a master of these lugubrious ceremonies did not escape giving some offence to be related to mrs bertram was to be of kin to the lands of singleside and was a propinquity of which each relative present at that moment was particularly jealous some murmurs there were on the occasion and our friend dinmont gave more open offence being unable either to repress his discontent or to utter it in the key properly modulated to the solemnity i think ye might have at least given me a leg of her to carry he exclaimed in a voice considerably louder than propriety admitted god an it hadna been for the rigs o' land i would have gotten her all to carry myself for as many gentles as are here a score of frowning and reproving brows were bent upon the unappalled yeoman who having given vent to his displeasure stalked sturdily downstairs with the rest of the company totally disregarding the censures of those whom his remarks had scandalized and then the funeral pomp set forth sollies with their batons and gumphians of tarnished white crape in honour of the well-preserved maiden fame of mrs margaret bertram six starved horses themselves the very emblems of mortality well cloaked and plumed lugging along the hearse with its dismal emblazonry crept in slow state towards the place of interment preceded by jamie duff an idiot who with weepers and cravat made of white paper attended on every funeral and followed by six mourning coaches filled with the company many of these now gave more free loose to their tongues and discussed with unrestrained earnestness the amount of the succession and the probability of its destination the principal expectants however kept a prudent silence indeed ashamed to express hopes which might prove fallacious and the agent or man of business who alone knew exactly how matters stood maintained a countenance of mysterious importance as if determined to preserve the full interest of anxiety and suspense at length they arrived at the churchyard gates and from thence amid the gaping of two or three dozen of idle women with infants in their arms and accompanied by some twenty children who ran gambling and screaming alongside of the sable procession they finally arrived at the burial-place of the single-side family this was a square enclosure in the greyfriars churchyard guarded on one side by a veteran angel without a nose and having only one wing who had the merit of having maintained his post for a century while his comrade cherub who had stood sentinel on the corresponding pedestal lay a broken trunk among the hemlock burdock and nettles which grew in gigantic luxuriance around the walls of the mausoleum a moss-grown and broken inscription informed the reader that in the year sixteen fifty captain andrew bertram first of singleside descended of the very ancient and honourable house of ellangowan had caused this monument to be erected for himself and his descendants a reasonable number of scythes and hour-glasses 
and death's heads and crossbones garnished the following sprig of sepulchral poetry to the memory of the founder of the mausoleum nathaniel's heart bezalel's hand if ever any had these boldly do i say had he who lieth in this bed here then amid the deep black fat loam into which her ancestors were now resolved they deposited the body of mrs margaret bertram and like soldiers returning from a military funeral the nearest relations who might be interested in the settlements of the lady urged the dog-cattle of the hackney coaches to all the speed of which they were capable in order to put an end to farther suspense on that interesting topic End of volume two, chapter eight.